and welcome to the Cultivate and Keep podcast. This is Jeremy. And this is Corey. And this is when we uh, talk about what it means to be a Christian as a man. Yeah, yeah. And uh, today we're going to be talking about Psalm 84. Um, so a few weeks ago I was doing my devotions and recently I've been going through the Psalms and uh, I came across this chapter and I remembered that a couple months ago I sat in on a meeting with the uh, senior pastor of our church, Mark Hoffman. And, uh, he shout out to Mark. Yeah, shout out to Mark. He's <clears throat> and he, uh, so anyway, we walked through this, um, chapter together and hearing Mark's perspective on it was really cool. You know, um, whenever I read, I often make notes and I highlight and make comments and I think I have, you know, decent things to point out and say, yeah. but hearing like Mark's perspective and from Mark's words was just really different. And so it's a whole um, other level. Yeah. I mean. And so anyway, that whole meeting, Mark went through verse by verse and kind of dissected the whole chapter. And um, I took notes on everything that he, that he said. And so yeah. I was talking with Corey and we figured we wanted to do an episode where we went through Psalm 84. And uh, if yeah. you haven't read this chapter, um, I mean, there's a lot of good psalms but this is i think one of my favorites mm-hmm. um basically it's when david simply talks about like his you know always yearning and longing for the presence of god uh daily and so i know yeah. most of the psalms are about that but this one he really just dives into that so we thought it would be a good one to talk yeah. about and besides like you know us talking through a topic or answering questions or bringing on a guest we thought it'd be awesome too to just go over scripture and just mm-hmm. to do sort of your kind of bible study-esque kind yeah. of uh, study, but not so formal like a lecture, you know, more of just kind of us talking through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like this especially too, because um, it's a psalm, and I feel like a lot of psalms are, well, psalms are more poetic in nature, and it's written in a way that it's like not so literal, you know what I mean? It's not so easily like understood kind of what the whole mm-hmm. purpose of it is. So I feel like when you read a psalm, it's like, wow, that was a really good scripture, but then like you need to really dig in to get the meat of it and the substance of it. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was thinking. So when I would read the Psalms, I would have my understanding, my interpretation, which again, I think was okay, <laughs> what I thought. Right, um, And it, okay. it is. I mean, I, underst- I understood what's going on, but yeah. I think hearing at least Mark's perspective was just, just deeper and the, the yeah. real meat of what's going on and just small things like his vocabulary he would use to describe certain mm. things. Um, it brought a whole new perspective. And so, yeah, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, well, let's get into it. Okay. I'm excited. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Cool, cool. So, it's Psalm 84, and I believe the verses that we're reading for are 1 through 12. Is yep. that right? Yep. Okay, cool. So, we're going to break these up into chunks and kind of talk about it that way. It'll be easier. But Psalm 84, 1 through 4, it says, How lovely are your dwelling places, or, Lord, or O Lord of hosts! My soul longed and even yearned for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh sing for joy to the living God. The bird also has found a house, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young, even yours altars, even your altars, O Lord of O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. How blessed are those who dwell in your house, they are never they are ever praising you. So my um, translation is a little bit different. So okay. I think that's good though, because I'll have a different spin on it cool. from what you would read. Um, so the first four verses, kind of like your typical Psalm, like, you yeah. know, it's David saying, you know, Lord, I long for your presence, long to be in your house, long to sing to you. Um, and it's again, that typical pattern that a Psalm would follow. Um, but a few things that, uh, Mark pointed out that I, I liked about the first, this first chunk was, um, first of all, he really emphasized that it's a daily yearning for God, hmm. um, which, you know, we know that <clears throat> that's not like new groundbreaking information, but I think 
that's not really how we live. You know, we, yeah. we hear these things and we know them, but I think for most of us, it's, it's sporadic yearning for God or it's when we're in need or we're hurting mm. or it's been a rough week or whatever it may be. It, it's not consistent. It's not daily. And so um, I, I think remembering that it has to be a daily just wanting God and a daily realization of, okay, today, God, I need you. I want your presence. Um, I, I don't want to come to you when I'm hurting, but just I want to live my day in your presence. I think remembering that perspective is good and it's um, it's life-giving and it's encouraging. Yeah, totally. I think also, I mean, it, it kind of touches on this theme of just like an appetite for God. Mm-hmm. And the the thing that stands out for me is just how like infatuated, da- I think it's David, right? Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. yeah, like, sorry, am I stealing your, your thunder here? It's all you, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, really, like, I'm trying to imagine myself speaking this way to God and it's challenging because what I say, how lovely are your dwelling places, O Lord of hosts. My soul longed and even yearned for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh sing for joy. To, like those are really deep and really excited uh, words that David is using. Mm-hmm. In the end, he says, how blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. So it's almost like he's jealous. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he's so longing. He's so passionate just about this. And, and really it's just kind of this theme of, um, his appetite for God was so big and he was so hungry for it mm-hmm. that he just like couldn't help but exclaim. Yeah. It's, it's like it. he was in a place of need for God, but not need out of like, he was hurting and like desperate. I think right, he, right, he right. simply just had a strong, uh, want for God. And yeah. He, you know, he desired God. Um, and that's also, like you said, it's a, the daily appetite. Mm-hmm. It's not just a, like a, I've been starving myself spiritually for so long and now I'm mm-hmm. crying out to God out of desperation, mm-hmm. but it's a every day he's desperate, yeah. he's hungry and he's crying out for God. Yeah. That reminds me. I don't know if I felt ever going to talk about this later, but <clears throat> reminded me that, um, so verse four, he talks about, um, so the last part of the verse, my translation says that, uh, those who dwell in your house are ever praising you. Mm. And one thing I've realized recently through reading the Psalms, um, which I've, I think I've, recognized before but recently has been more um i kind of in the forefront that could stuck out to me is that most of the psalms he says that he talks about praising the Mm. lord and shouting praises and worshiping and what i've also noticed is it often starts about like in the morning he'll say you know Mm. when i arise i praise you in the morning i I sing songs to you and um you know i will declare your goodness and i think it's important to remember it's it's good to have these thoughts of being thankful and wanting to be in God's presence and mm-hmm. desiring God, but I think it's another thing to declare it and to shout it and to sing it and to praise it. And so, I don't know. I wanted to to point that out. I think that's cool. Yeah, uh, I think there's spe- something special about the morning. Like it's not like you have to, mm-hmm. but th- I think that is that is interesting that there's sort of a theme there. Yeah, it kind of got me like almost recurring. convicted, like yeah. to be someone that like you know, enjoys the morning. And for me, I'm naturally probably more of like a morning person than a night person. I'm not. You're not. Um, But I want to be desperately. (laughs) It got me thinking like, I want to be someone that like, I just, I love the mornings and I wake up and I'm going to read and, you know, soak this in and and praise and sing. And, and that's probably easier for me to do naturally rather than than you. I know you've said it's hard, but um, if that's not you, like try to develop that, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even if it's, if it's just small, but, that's definitely a good, uh, yeah. a good one there. Okay. Re- the next yep. section. Okay. Thanks. So now verses five through seven, I'm going to try to say, Oh Lord of hosts. That's a hard one to say, but he says, how blessed is the man whose strength is in you and whose heart are the highways to Zion. 
pa- uh, passing through the valley of Baca, they make it a spring. The early rain also covers it with blessings. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them appears before God in Zion. Hmm. The, the, um, the phrase, whose hearts are the highways to Zion. Hmm. The, like, what, what comes to your mind when you hear that? Uh, honestly, I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. I know kind that... Kind of a weird like, little sentence. Yeah. yeah. Well, the two phrases there, Zion and Baca, but Zion, I know, is sort of like a heavenly place, mm-hmm. right? So, like the highways to heaven? Yeah, so when I, when I, I'll just skip that. No, uh, when I heard it, like we was sitting in with Mark, like in my, like, you know, more basic understanding, I had an idea and I thought, that can't be it. That's too simple. I right, thought, right. oh, okay, that, that just means like, you know how to meet with God, basically. It's kind of what mm. I thought. And then sure enough, like Mark said that. And I was like, oh, like, cool. Like, so <laughs> Mark's right. um, interpretation was basically that in your heart, you know how to find God's dwelling place daily. Like, you know mm, how to dang. meet with him in your heart. Um, and I think that's cool. Like whose hearts are the highway to Zion or whose hearts yeah. are the highways to meeting with God. Hmm. And like, I, I literally picture like a highway, like going from right. my home to downtown. And I think of like, you know, just the freeway. And like, what if it was that easy to manifest God's presence to simply just know that, like, w- you know, what to do in your mind and in your heart, hmm. um, like how to get yourself to that place of just entering into his presence and, um, like being with him like on a daily basis. And again, when I'm saying this, I'm not thinking of like, Oh, Sunday morning at church. I'm thinking, Hey, I'm on my way to work and I'm driving in, in my heart. I, I know, you know, w- what to do to get my pl- myself to a place of being in God's presence. And I think it's a cool spin on it. Yeah. I think that also, I mean, similar, similarly to the last passage where he's, he's basically just singing and shouting, like he already has that connection. It's almost like now he's describing, how he got to that place and that he it's that he built a highway to God and that he knows every day how to get in touch with God, how to connect with him, how to get himself to a place of being full of praise and being full of thanksgiving and being full of excitement and hunger Mm -hmm. for God. And so that highway maybe is like a, a metaphor for your, uh, your devotion and your habit of meeting with God. Yeah. Another note I have in here was, um, when he talks about like, how to, how to do that daily he says the, the key for that was to have a heart that's ever praising god hmm. and that's one thing that mark said was you know if we're going to have a have a heart that's um like our heart you know knows how to meet with god then the key to that is daily praising him and daily yeah. connecting with him in that way yeah the actually the the original i don't want to like go down a rabbit hole here but the original kind of it's rabbit trail uh isn't it wait rabbit trail no rabbit hole no rabbit trail it's definitely rabbit hole mm. rabbits go into holes <laughs> no, they don't. Yes, they do. I don't think so. But and okay, and Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> oh wait, that's big. Yeah. I don't know. Mm, okay, anyway. Interesting. Yeah, derailed. <laughs> it's uh, <a> rabbit And <laughs> <laughs> might be actually. I could be wrong. Okay, well we're gonna go down this rabbit hole, mm-hmm. and uh, the original kind of interpretation I had for this was I thought maybe it was like a symbolic description of our kind of journey to heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, which that, that could be a take on it. Yeah, it maybe it this could isn't be. the like end all, but right, right, right. Um, because it's interesting. He talks about uh, blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on a pilgrimage. And then, sort of, I don't know if you want to go into this, but he says, as they pass through the Valley of Baca, I was like, what the heck is that? And I looked it up, and apparently, it's like a place of like sorrow or tears or drought or hardship or something. And and so it almost seems like it's kind of a symbolic way of describing life and the hardship and maybe just like remembering 
that there's something to look forward to at the mm-hmm. end of the pilgrimage. Yeah. And like, <clears throat> oh God, like he's kind of saying in the beginning, like he's jealous for it. Like he wants to get to the end. He wants to get to the destination. Yeah, it's like driving from, you know, Alpine to downtown, <laughs> right? You know, you drive through the 67 to the 8 and you're, you're going through Okahone, through the Valley of Baca. The Valley of Baca. To the ocean, you know, and it's... Yeah. Do no. you take the 8 all the way down <laughs> 40 miles? Um, So, hold on, I had another point on here. Um, yeah. Sorry, I lost my spot. But, I mean, I was okay. just sort of thinking okay. for David, too, if that was, if that is a translation, which I don't know, we should probably check on that, but if you were to take that translation as like it's sort of a symbolic way of describing heaven. It almost seems like, you know, David was describing just like that life is hard, but that he is uh, thankful and he's giving praise yeah. through the hardship, looking forward to being in heaven with yeah. God Agreed. and being in the presence of God. But like he didn't have to wait to get to there also to experience God and to connect with God and to be in relationship with mm-hmm. God either. Yeah. Um, in verse seven, I like how it talks about going from strength to strength, you know, as we kind mm. of go through life facing new challenges, um, that phrase strength to strength, it's similar to glory to glory, mm. um, which is yeah. a, it's second Corinthians. They mentioned that, um, and those words glory to glory for a while that kind of confused me when I was younger. I don't know why, but I didn't really like understood it. I think I'm um, still confused. A little I, bit. I know I heard it once and I was like, that well, it's perfect sense that song glory to glory. So we, right. you know, we, we talk about that a lot. We sing it. Um, and anyway, I, I researched it, kind of looked it up and wrote some notes on it, but basically, um, you know, Paul talks a lot about this, this idea in Corinthians and basically what he says is this phrase of glory to glory or strength to strength sums up the entire Christian life. It's, it's basically mm. the process of being sanctified on earth, oh, wow. um, you know, through challenges and processes, you know, from strength to strength, glory to glory. Mm. Um, and it's a cool idea. It's a cool thing to kind of dive into and to think about, um, but I like how it's mentioned again um, in verse seven. Yeah. So, so wait, just one more time. What does glory to glory mean? So the, uh, the idea of glory to glory is basically the idea of going about our, our whole Christian life of being sanctified and redeemed as we mm. go from challenges um, to overcoming and basically the Christian life, the process of being more and more like Jesus and learning yeah. to love and live like him. Yeah, yeah. That's super cool. I love that. Um, next section. Next section. Okay, so now we're going through, uh, yeah, verses 8 through 12. This is the final section, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. He says, O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Selah. Behold our shield, O God, and look upon the face of your, of your anointed. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand outside. I would rather stand at the threshold of the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the mm-hmm. wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and shield, the Lord gives grace and glory. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Mm. O Lord of hosts, how blessed, how blessed is the man who trusts in you. Mm. That's good. Um, one thing that uh, Mark had written down, or I had written down from Mark's notes was, he talks about in order to fully long for Jesus, we must be fully converted. Mm. Um, and I think, I think because he, he was talking about the idea of, uh, you know, for better as a, you know, uh, one day in your courts than a thousands elsewhere. He right. was talking about, do we really believe that? Like yeah. we hear that, but do we actually like believe, okay, God, I'd rather have one day like, in, in your That's presence. That's crazy. Than, like, in, you know, it's just crazy, a crazy thought. Yeah. And he was saying in order to fully believe that we have to be fully converted. Hmm. And like the idea of being converted, he doesn't mean like, you know, fully accepting God and like being fully a Christian. He's talking about in our hearts fully, you know, the idea of having a renewed mind and fully, um, I don't want to say buying in, but 
really just, I guess, the Christian walk and following and loving God, um, kind of being fully like sold in on that. That makes sense. The idea of uh, like choosing that life and yeah. fully, do, fully doing it, no matter right. what else comes your way, what other opportunity you may have, simply choosing God always. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that that's crazy. And I know there also there's the song on it, right? Better is one day, mm-hmm. but sing it for us. Go. <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, but you know, he says better is one day in your course than a thousand elsewhere. And again, it's not like, it's not very like symbolic. Like this is pretty literal actually. Like David is actually declaring God, Mm -hmm. I would rather be with you for one day in your presence than without you for a thousand days. And again, it just comes down to conviction. That's a nice thing to think and to agree with, but do you actually believe that? And Mm -hmm. then does your life reflect that? And that's a big challenge. Like you should ask her, ask yourself. I mean, I'm asking myself Mm -hmm. like, geez, you know, how often do I look forward to be being in God's presence? Like how, how much do I want it? And how does my life also reflect against that? Like, would I rather be kind of in my life for a thousand days than I would in God's, you know, for one day, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a hard kind of challenging question to ask yourself of just like, what do you believe basically? Where are you? Yeah. Kind of, I mean, I, there's like the personal, like more intimate, uh, you know, side. But then I think of like corporately, like with the whole mm, church. Right. It reminds me of the idea of comparing um, like Sunday morning service to um, like a sports arena. You know, you, mm. you have. Oh, right. Right. You, you know, you, you see these full grown men, you know, deck out in colors. And I'm someone that would do that. So, you know, fully like all in on your team, the Celtics, what up? Yeah. Um, or like the Raiders, you got the full <laughs> mask on. Yeah, but the jerseys and you're cheering and you're you're yelling and just, you, you act like a pretty crazy and right. childish. Um, huh. Some some men do that in a sports situation, but then come to Sunday morning service, it's kind of like, you know, arms crossed and we're, we're quiet. Yeah. And like, this kind of reminds me of that. Like, what if we could have a thousand days, you know, cheering on our cheering on our sports team, or a thousand day or one day in the presence of God? Like, what would we choose? And when you mm. think about it that way, it's kind of like, hmm, like that's what David is saying. Like, I would rather have that than, yeah, you know, this fun thing. You know? It reminds me of um, uh, Mr. Newkirk, Ron Newkirk. Shout out to Ron. Uh, you gotta stop saying shout out to Ron. Dude, I love giving shout outs. It's so much fun. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Ron, ga- I remember Ron gave a uh, a message one time. And it was like uh, basically the whole like fan versus player idea and basically challenging your level of commitment. But he's like, imagine, you know, a lot of Christians are in the stadium. They're they're cheering for the team. Uh, Everyone feels like they're part of the team when it's like, oh, you know, my team's the Mm -hmm. Chargers or my team's the, you know, the Celtics or whatever. But like you're not actually on the team. It's not really you don't have any ownership of the team. You just like the team. But then you have the players who are in the game and they are actually in the team. They are the team. And so basically, are you a fan or are you a player? Are you going to sit with your arms crossed, quiet in church, and then go home and live your life secularly? Or are you going to bring church outside of the church walls and you're going to live life every day? Like David is saying, better is one better is one day in your course than a thousand as, elsewhere. Is church just mm-hmm. a Sunday thing? Is Christianity just a Sunday thing or is it an everyday thing? And I like that you're saying that when you when you use the phrase like is church like a Sunday thing or whatever, and that's like a very common phrase we hear. Totally. But like the depth of that is in our hearts and how we actually live. Like, is, yeah. I mean, really, is church just like a Sunday thing? Yeah. And then, you know, the rest of the week you live how you want to live. Like, and I know that's a common statement, but like to think about that, like 
I think a lot of people really do live that way, you know? Right. And, and and when I say a lot of people, I mean, I think it's easy even for like common devoted churchgoers. Like, well, it's, it's easy for me yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say me too. It's yeah. easy to fall into that. And so that's kind of why, again, it's a common statement, but I think it really applies. Yeah. And then going back to this whole theme of all the scriptures here of David doing this every day, he has a crazy, like, again, this isn't just a Sunday thing for David. This is an everyday thing for David that he's mm-hmm. crying out to God and he's, declaring his praise and he's saying god i would rather be with you than anywhere else for a long time basically yeah so the second half of verse 10 he says i would rather stand on the threshold of the house of my god than dwell in the tents of wickedness Hmm. Um, that's cool you know thinking about like just barely touching like the presence of god barely like not even being inside barely not yeah so not even being in his camp just like right right on the border like that's better then like dwelling with like you know in the tents of the wicked mm-hmm. and i think of like common day terms okay so saying like you know lord i would be way more satisfied you know barely you know barely experiencing your presence barely you know knowing you than you know having a best friend that's a you know a, who loves me and who supports me but it's a bad influence right and so right. it's like yep. i don't know it's, it's it's real stuff and it's deep but again like do we actually would we do we rather want that you know than something else but i think that's it's interesting. Yeah, totally. I mean, when I read that, I was like, hmm. I, I think that's an easy one to kind of skip over where you're like, oh, the threshold of God, like, and dwell in the tents of wicked. Like, what the heck does that mean? But then when you think about, oh, he means like, even if I'm not actually with God, I'd rather just be near God or mm-hmm. near a place of worship than anywhere else. Like, that's powerful. Mm-hmm. Basically, he's taking a whole nother level. Like, God, I would rather even just be close to you than be anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um and again, it's challenging. Where would you rather be? At church? Or would you rather be in bed sleeping yeah. still? Would you rather be with this group of friends or with that group of friends? Uh, it's a it's a nice challenge yeah. to have. Yeah. And uh, my last note was um, he mentions that the Lord, basically that the Lord does good for those that walk uprightly, uprightly with him. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so it's not saying that, you know, you, you love God, you're a Christian, he's going to do good for you. You know, those that walk and do what's right and live in a, in a right way, those he will bless and those he will walk with. Um, that's cool. Yeah, I love that. Uh, totally. And I mean, I think also going back to the beginning, he says, hear my prayer, Lord God Almighty, listen to me, God of Jacob, look on our shield, O God, look with favor on your anointed one. And and also it's, again, this is a, is a hard one and it's an easy one to skip over, but he's basically saying, God, listen, I... Like he's, he's not just kind of like saying it to kind of check the box. Mm-hmm. He's saying, God, listen to me. I'm telling you, I'm just declaring it in front of you right now. I would rather be with you. I want to be with you right now. You know, all of me is with you. My desire is for you. But I think, I just think it's funny. He says, hear my prayer. Like li- li- literally it says, listen to me. I don't know if I've ever said to God, hey God, listen to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a kind of a funny thing to say, but really he's trying to evoke a response from God. Mm-hmm. He's trying to really get in touch with mm-hmm. God and that's pretty deep. And, and he's doing that by giving praise and he's doing yeah. that by yep. like declaring, you know, kind of like we said earlier, you know, all this stuff is good and it's good to think about it all and to, you know, have thoughts of God, like I want your presence. I want to be with you, but I think it's important to declare it and to praise it and to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's, that's David's way of, of pleading and, and asking God to meet with him is, you know, through declaring the praise. Totally. Yeah. So that's a powerful yeah. passage. Um, it's Psalm 84. Is that the whole chapter? I don't yeah, even... it's, it's quick. I mean, okay. I think it's 12 verses. Yeah, it's but 12 verses. But I mean, there's so much there. And again, I think this just goes to show like 
everyone, all of us, we have so much to learn and develop on our skills of studying the Bible and really like diving into it. Because if we were just to read through this, it would probably take like 30 seconds. Yeah. And like you're missing out on so much if Mm -hmm. that's all you're doing is just reading it. Really diving in, devoting yourself to it, asking God to reveal what he's trying to show you in this passage. Mm -hmm reveals a thousand times more than you would have before. Yeah, that's a good point. We, um, our church did like a, a reading plan for the New Testament a couple of years ago. And I was like, yeah, I want to do that. I want to do that. And um, I think I'm naturally like a goal oriented person. Mm-hmm. So if I have a goal to read, you know, three chapters a day, like I'm going to do it. And yeah, it's, gonna happen. it's a great thing for me to, to keep on track with. And so we did it and it was great. Like I read through it. And I felt accomplished. But at the end of it, I was like, hmm, like what, what did really, I yeah, what really came from reading, which it wasn't that hard, but I think it's like Matthew or I think it's Romans. Like there are some chapters that are long, yeah, like 50, really, 60 yeah. verses. So you're reading yeah. like a, if you don't skim, you're reading a long time. And so, yeah. um, but more recently, I, as I've been reading through, you know, certain chapters of the Bible, I'm not really going about like the mentality of, okay, I'm going to read, you know, mm-hmm. two chapters yep. or one chapter, just l- literally reading it, soaking it in. And so sometimes I don't finish a chapter. Sometimes it's half a page, just taking a verse, thinking about it, writing down thoughts is good to do. Yeah. Um, a mentor of mine said that he's going through Psalms and he's uh, journaling every chapter. And so as he reads, he'll write in his journal how it's speaking to him that day. And that's cool. I guess a cool way to really pull from what he's reading, you know? Yeah, totally. And we, we will, we should do an episode just purely to mm-hmm. devotions. But I like that because uh, I remember in high school, Jason Botticelli, one of our kind of high school church leaders, uh, he was telling us shout about... Out, shout Jason. out. To, <laughs> hey, I didn't say it that time. Um, he was telling us at a camp, he was like, look, because, you know, we have to do our devotions every morning at camp and a lot of kids didn't know like what to do or how mm-hmm. to do it. They never done before. So he was like, look, just read one verse. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm not a smart guy. Uh, he's really smart now, but he's like, when I was first starting, he's like, look, I'm not like the most avid reader. So I would literally just sit down and read one verse, mm-hmm. just read it a couple times. Think about what, how it applies to me. What is God trying to reveal to me? And again, I think it comes back to the idea of it doesn't matter how much you read. It just matters what God is showing you yeah. through what you're reading. So even if it's just one verse, or in this case, if it's just 12 verses, like that's a lot. And there's so much to unpack in every single verse. And even lately, I've been, uh, I've been listening to, I basically just do, been doing my devotions audibly uh, through this app called Dwell. Shout out to Dwell app. Uh, we'll have that on our... Going to look it up right now. Yeah, our slash favorites. If you go to cultivateandkeep.com slash favorites, uh, there's an apps section. You can find it there. Um, they just they had a big Kickstarter. I was one of the earlier ones, um, kind of a techie guy. But anyways, so I've been listening. They have kind of like reading plans, but they also have like basically the whole Bible read by professional readers with professional uh, musicians in the background. And I've just been doing like one chapter a day. And it's like three minutes when you read through it, but then I'll just click play again, click play again, click play again while I'm usually it's while I'm walking my dog, Remy, I'll listen to this and then I'll really just like soak it in. I'm like, wait, what is he saying there? Cause if you're not reading it and you're listening to it, it kind of forces you to pay attention a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's been really powerful for me and just kind of changing my perspective on, that's cool. on how devotions work. I just downloaded it. Ayo. Done. Got it. Go download them. Uh, maybe <clears throat> one day we can get a little like relationship going with them. That'd be fun. Yeah, cool. But, um, yeah, that's really good stuff. Psalm 84. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think that's it. I mean, yeah, that is it. So thanks for listening. Yeah. Um, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, you know, I was thinking, so 
actually, when we're recording this, we're going to be launching the podcast today, even though mm-hmm. this, this will be later on in the queue. Um, but, you know, we, we have some lo- some ideas of we're going to do a little social media post, a little video, and send some emails and stuff. But, like, really the only way that this is going to grow and get in the ears of other people is if you tell someone. Mm-hmm. So the biggest favor you can do us is just to s- tell someone, yeah. send a link, um, hey, you know, check this out, and, you know, been listening to this you can say that we're goofy or, or whatever it is, but um, we hope that it's helpful. And yeah. if, if it is, we just ask that you share it with someone and that would help us grow a lot. Cool, yeah, so um, go ahead and email, email us at cultivateandkeep.com. You can like us on Instagram, follow Instagram. On Facebook. Yep, we're on all the podcast boom, apps. If someone boom. asked, uh, iTunes, Spotify, you can Subscribe, leave Breaker, a six-star review. Six-star review. Yep. yep, tell us what you think about yep. our intro and outro music even though that's not like important at all, mm. but we think it's pretty good. It's pretty important. Yeah. I like it. Um, so yeah, anyways, cool. we will see you next episode until then. Deuces. Deuces.